warning. The Dub Talk podcast contains language that might not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's always the possibility that spoilers for anime series will happen, so be very careful while listening if you're watching the episode of a series that you have not finished yet. And lastly, don't look all googly-eyed at Mavis like that. Seriously, guys, she's like 13. Have some freaking restraint, why don't you? And what's up with the wings on her head anyways? That's her things are weird. I mean, what's going on? Anyways, enjoy. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk. This is the show where a group of dorks all get together and either talk about a recent dub announcement or revisit a series that has previously been reviewed on Lilac Anime Reviews that was dubbed afterwards. I am, of course, the one and only master of manliness himself, Spaceman Hardy, and once again, I'm taking over hosting duties for Lilac in order to cover another one of the many broadcast dubs that Funimation is putting out for this season. Tonight's show is a bit of an interesting case. Considering that it's a broadcast dub that isn't for one of Funimation's brand new shows, but rather for a series they've had the rights to for some time now. I speak, of course, about Fairy Tale Zero. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, in a cave, on Mars, with your fingers in your ears for the past few years, you've no doubt at least heard about Fairy Tale. After all, it's one of the most popular long-running shonen series currently airing today, right up there with the likes of other powerhouses such as Naruto Shippuden and One Piece. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 I, I know this show. Oh, oh, this is the one about uh, the guys who are looking for the seven uh, balls that grant witches, right? No. Almost. Oh. You're on the same track, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 is, is this the one about the... The guy with the the red hair and the sword who goes around. Uh, no, I, no, I was it, I was gonna say I thought we were reviewing Seven Deadly Sins. I'm confused. It's <laughs> almost you. You are the closest out of all of us, actually. Yeah. But anyways, no. Not to mention, it's also one of Funimation's most popular series. So a broadcast dub seems like a rather natural progression for the show. Now, as to why Funny decided to start the broadcast dub at this particular part of the show. It's because, starting with episode 266, we're basically going into the Zero arc, which is technically a prequel to the rest of the series, and is largely an independent story from the rest of the episodes before it. So for all of you out there who are worried about skipping over most of the main previous story arcs, never fear, other than a couple minor spoilers in the first seven minutes or so of the first episode, the rest of the arc can be enjoyed completely free of spoilers from the very start. Yes, it's almost as if it's an entirely separate show. And yet, despite <laughs> if you're trying to find the show, you are still going to have to search Fairy Tale episode 266. I yeah, know, that was that's... like, I was, I was trying to find it. I was like, wait, I thought this was a different property. Like, what's fun I know. doing? Nah. I know, I, that's what I thought too at first. And I had, I had to look it up by the title of the episode. I was like, oh, it's just buried deep in the fairy tale archives. Yeah. It is, that's the way that funny does things, apparently. On this Which show, on the next box sense. one. Yep. And to help me cover over this brand new iteration of fairy tale, I've recruited three promising young guild members each with their specific talents and spell bases, to set sail into unknown territories of this brand new dub and seek out the treasures hidden within. 
my first guest joining me tonight. You've heard him many times on this program by now. Unofficially the fourth Dub Talk member and officially the host of such revered programs such as First Frames, 10 Frames Per Second, and the 10 Frame Theater, please welcome animation aficionado and all-around good guy, Noah Clue. Oh, wait, 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 I got it, I got it. Oh, okay, okay, Fairy Tale. That's the show where the kid pushes a kid out of the way of a car, gets killed, and then comes back as a ghost hunter, right? Close enough. That's whoops. <laughs> I thought long story just now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hello everyone, this is Noah Clue coming in to you. I'm very excited to try this one out because I understand that all of us here, for the people who you will be introduced to in a minute, have widely different experiences with the fairy tale franchise. So we'll be covering the different swaths of varieties of people who will be watching this. And for me, I will be the guy who has seen part of the beginning of the show but is not familiar with much beyond the first 13 episodes. Secondly, making his second appearance on Dub Talk, a relative newcomer on the scene, you can usually find him mingling over the Double Talk Twitch chat every Wednesday night or fanboying over Sailor Jupiter on his Twitter account. Please welcome anime fan and Sailor Moon devotee, Jamal. Jupiter's love, Jupiter's life. <laughs> you have a weird way of saying Venus. But <laughs> <Well>, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> so Jamal, what is your experience with Fairy Tale? We know that Noah has only watched up to episode thirteen or so. How far have you gone with it? Uh, uh, let's see. I saw the first forty-nine episodes, then somehow binge watched hundred twenty of them in two weeks. Oh wow! Oh yeah, <laughs> that record later wow. surpassed, by the way, by Sailor Moon. And I'm on the Grand Magic Game Sock, but I'll finish that as soon as I get through zero. So okay. And lastly, technically making his second appearance on Dub Talk, although this is his third episode, he did star in the lost episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that sadly has not seen the light of day. You may have heard him in such internet shows as The Gotham High Radio Drama, Fairy Tale Magic Abridged, and FMA Brotherhood Abridged. Please welcome Lack the Watcher. Hey, howdy, hey, everybody. And please tell us, how far have you gone in Fairy Tale? Well, that's kind of an interesting thing because, like, um, I. It's, it's kind of hard to explain. I got through, like, to the, the, uh, what was the arc? The, the one with the, the, uh, the, the uh, things in the, in the, no, 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 uh, the Arashio and Sace, that's it, that's what I was thinking of. I got to, like, the Arashio and Sace arc, and then, mm -hmm. like, I had trouble finding, like, legal means to be able to watch the rest of the series, so mm -hmm. I kind of took a break from it, but then when series two got announced, when the revamp in, like, 2014... I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll start it. I'll start from here and just like work my way back eventually. So okay. Like, all right, so you probably have the most experience of all of us then. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. As for me, I, uh, I quit after the Loxus arc. I quit about episode forty-eight, and um, just never really picked it up again until zero. But now, uh, once after this year is over, after I get through the. Slog that is bleach. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. The year of 366 bleach episodes. Oh joy. And you I just fool. finished I just finished the quote unquote good part of bleach. Everything is downhill from here. Yeah, after this it goes into the spin cycle. Yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. But I know once I get done with Bleach, then I'm going to go back and start Fairy Tale from the beginning and start all over again. So, anyways, we're all yeah, we're all different area, we're all different degrees of of fandom for the series at this point, and so we'll all just we're all starting with zero as a brand new beginning. 
and see where it goes from here. So as usual, uh, we're going to go through the cast, talk about who we initially predicted, who was actually cast, and discuss whether or not we were pleased with the individual casting choices or not. This show in particular is going to be a bit different because not only do we have a rather small initial cast to go over uh, that was put in the press release, but because the dub is starting in the middle of an already established series, we've also got a few actors reprising their roles from earlier in the dub. So we'll go ahead and get those out of the way first before heading into the few new characters we do have, as well as making any predictions for future characters that have not yet been announced, if there are any. Uh, so without further ado, let's start as we always do with the ADR director. Now the ADR director for this one is interesting because pretty much uh, it's a recurring, it's the same guy who's been doing it the entire time. Uh, if you don't know that already, the ADR director is Tyler Walker. He directed um, 24 episodes of the original season. Uh, he did line production for 72 episodes of the original season, and he is so far the strict director on Fairy Tales Season 2, or Series 2. Um, yeah. And he follows me on Twitter. Knew... Mm -hmm. <laughs> because this was a continuing of a show that had already been going for a while, I didn't make any predictions for the director or the writer at all. So yeah. this section would be I, very... I did for some goddamn reason, like... <laughs> so who did you predict, Jamal? Who did who did you think? Well, the... no, no. Here's the thing. I asked the prediction for the assistant. Like in the event, uh, Tyler was unavailable. But okay, all right. Well, yeah. The interesting thing about Zero is that for the first time, uh, Fairy Tale has an assistant ADR director. Uh, did anyone have a prediction for the assistant? But... Well, I... I didn't even know this guy was working behind the scenes. I had one. So mm -hmm. yeah. I really, uh, when it comes to Funimation's production staff, I'm not that savvy on, like, who does what. So. Okay. All right. So who and did yeah, you... I don't, I don't who, think any of us could have guessed this, unless I'm wrong and you guys did guess. Who did you guess for the assistant, Jamal? You mentioned it. You had someone. Uh, well, I had Ian Sinclair because I remember he was the ADR director for both Black Butler series, although one of them is, can only be talked about. And after mm. binge-watching Bakano, he was assistant ADR. One of the few assistant ADRs, as a matter of fact. Uh, as it turns out, uh, the actual assistant ADR is a relative newcomer to directing, but not at all a newcomer to Funimation. It's Aaron <laughs> Dismuke. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, all the 2005 fanboys went, what? That's right. And his only other directing credit as of now it's for goddamn showman sample <laughs> <laughs> ah, i mean hey, so you, you, know, you know what you know what i'm i'm still kind of jealous because i'd be like you know i'm i'm the same age as him so i'd be like you know if someone what? said hey <laughs> direct showman sample i'd be like yeah i'll do that <laughs> oh, you, you you wouldn't, yeah, but you wouldn't discriminate. You would be like, uh, well, what, you, you need me to direct, uh, what, like, uh, okay, I need to direct this really uh, crappy penguin dick show that came out this season. Oh, <laughs> put me on that. I want to direct anything. Just put me in the booth. Hey, I wouldn't have been able to get Matt Mercer in that dub, so. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this is only his second directing credit, but he has worked behind the scenes on a scripting recently. Uh, he has done scripts for fairy tale in the past mm -hmm. um he's also done scripts for ninja slayer from animation which is awesome yep and he also worked on the script believe it or not for tokyo ghoul huh 
yeah, that yeah. was that's a pretty I, big, uh, a pretty big deal right there. Yeah, I mean, well, he was a child prodigy, so mm. I guess it does kind of make sense. So. Yeah. So how do we feel with how do we feel about the direction so far in the past three episodes? I mean, is it to me? It just feels like business as usual with Tyler, both in the director and the lead writing position. Um, like he has always been, it just it just feels like fairy tale is just fairy tale. Yeah. Um, like uh, yeah, no. Uh, like uh, I've been. I actually got into fairy tale through the dub, and like you know the dub has always been pretty solid. It's got some corny jokes here and there, but you know the series itself has corny jokes anyway. So I can't really blame the dubbers for that. But um, yeah, no. I mean, it, it feels pretty strong. Um, I, I'll I'll get into my one complaint. That's kind of a nitpick uh, after everybody else is done. But what about you, other guys, guy? Mm. Same old, same old. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you have any. Um, for what I remember from the dub, from the that first bit that I saw there, uh, yeah, they don't have a lot of a difference in the tone, which seems to be. We've got a little bit of drama underneath, but for the most part, we are a uh, ragtag, not all that serious group of magic users who are in search of treasure, and that seems to be the tone that they're hitting with the these first three episodes as well, especially when we get to, like, episode three when they're on the boat. Yeah. Um, and, and as a no. side note, also, the, the animation is pretty much the same as the rest of the show as well. So if there, are you any of you people out there were thinking about like maybe they dropped the quality because all their money was going to erase this season. No, it's it's very much exactly the same thing the show has been up to this point. Which is you know, yeah. shoestrings and lint so far. It, yeah, yeah, it's not it's like as, it as is, profitable yeah, like, as a show as it's been. They've always left them on the cheaper side. But yeah, yeah that being said, I've like, loved ser- I've lo- I've loved the aesthetic of series two. I think I, I love the character designs. I love the more muted color tones. So. Really, because that was I hear- threw me off. Yeah, I was the muted color tones on this first ep- on the episode here kind of threw me off. I was like, is that intentional or did they just run out of Crayola markers? Yeah, it's been very <laughs> divisive on the character designs in series two because I know a lot of people because it's so different from series one. There are a lot of people are like, why is it so different? I'm like, well, I mean, it's actually closer to the manga than the yeah. series one was. Not, but, not uh, to mention, to I, always found, I always found series one's character designs very boring. Like they really had no like character to them, and I feel like series two has much better like, much better character like, to the designs. Like they're right. more I, I can't say. Yeah, I can't say you're wrong. Like I don't know all about the series two designs, but I do agree about series one being a little bland be- because one of the characters who premieres in uh, Fairy Tale Zero here looks from some angles looks basically identical to the female to Lucy in the main series. <laughs> which i, I yeah, understand well, you know you got a signature style but well, yeah i was like we could mix it up a little bit people well i mean the the rocky just cut. loves his cute girls you can't yeah you know, deny that hey, hey, hey. if any of you people out there do not love your cute girls i want you to go out into the world right now and never come back find an ocean and just keep walking <laughs> find but an ocean yeah, but anyways, yeah, basically, direction is just as it's always been. I'll say the dub is better than most shonen. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Because watching, having watched a little bit of Naruto, which I can't even enjoy as background noise. <laughs> I, I've tried. I can't. And currently watching through Bleach, this dub is one of the better ones as far as long-running shonen is concerned. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of the better long-running shonen period. Exactly. So, it's like... It, yeah. yeah, it's goofy when it needs... It's goofy for the most part and reigns it back in when it gets serious. Yeah, is, no. It does what, drama what, what so it well. Needs. It always has. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Anyways, that is, uh... As far as the directing and writing is concerned, nothing much has changed. So, moving on to the actors themselves... Actually, we, can I just uh, see one quick thing before we move on? Sure. Absolutely. Um... There was some weird nitpick, and this really isn't the directing, but did the sound mixing feel weird to anyone else? Like, because it really felt like some of the actors were being drowned out by the music. Like, I did notice eh? that, actually. Yeah. I, don't, I noticed that in episode three. Like, the music was a lot louder than the dub was. Yeah, and I was just like, I know this is a broadcast dub, so maybe they didn't really have time to mix it well enough, but I, I was thinking to myself, guys, you're usually better at that than this. Like, this, I, like, I don't know if it was the same thing for the Japanese dub, but it really does feel like maybe you guys should take a few liberties and just quiet down the music a little. So, now now, I, now that I think about it, that would make sense for one actor in particular when we get to that point. But Yeah, because mm -hmm. I noticed that, especially in episode three, like the music did sound a lot louder than the performances were. It was, now that you mention it, I, I realize that now. Yeah. And so, yeah, they, they might want to go back and, and tone the music down. But, anyways, moving on to the performances themselves, this is interesting because we have nine we we have nine established characters uh, to go over, and roughly four of them are reprisals because they were they first appeared in fairy tale proper. And we're not going to do what Dura Ra Ra did and replace beloved characters just because the dubbing studios got switched. Oh no, no, Wait, no. What? we would never do that. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, the <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still salty about the fact that Miria and Isaac got recast in Dura Ra Ra. Yes, and they were and they were cast as people who did not sound anything like J. Michael Tatum or Caitlin Glass. Oh, I, just, no, I didn't know that. Got That's watch. Really what the fuck? Yep. Well, it, it's, it's later in the first series, but anyway, oh, the, the first we're talking series. about a different... We're talking about another overhyped Japanese cartoon. Yes. Uh, Aren't they all overhyped Japanese cartoons, though? Except for Kino's Journey. That's not overhyped. Yeah. That is perfectly hyped. Yeah. Whoa. Anime was a mistake. Anime Except for JoJo's. JoJo's is alright. Exactly. <laughs> we, we will have our bar fight later. So, <laughs> why do you say we talk about some of those recurring characters, shall we? Yes. Let's talk about the shirtless fire breather. Can we talk about him? Yes, absolutely. Of course, you know, starting out in the very first episode, uh, before it goes into a flashback for the rest of the arc, we have our two main characters, Natsu and Happy. And Natsu and Happy, of course, are voiced, as they always have been, by Todd Habercorn and Tia Ballard. Um, not really much to say, because it's just, we've grown up with these characters already, we know what they sound like, and it's business as usual. But did did yeah. we notice any differences in their performance with the Zero arc, or, or did we just, is it just business as usual? They sounded higher pitched. Like, it was what? weird. Like... I, I, I don't know if maybe it was just me because I haven't heard the dub in a long time. But yeah, they sounded maybe. a lot higher pitched than I remember them sounding. I, I remember Happy sounding slightly different, but it might be because I haven't actually watched Fairy Tale in a long time. Yeah. It, it, but, I mean, other than that, Todd sounds pretty much like Todd. And maybe it was a bit higher pitched, but Happy might have been a little bit different, I've noticed. But, I mean... Yeah. That may just be me pulling straws. Uh, any now, again, 
as you said, it being slightly a nitpick, you have noticed it, but it, is it enough of a detriment, that, that slight pitching problem, to bug normal listeners, do you think? Oh, absolutely not. Like, I mean, there are going to be people who hate dubs, period, so it doesn't really matter. But All right. What about you, Jamal? Any other notes, or is it just... Or are we moving on? Yeah, go ahead. I ain't got okay. nothing. All right. <laughs> I mean, the, no, that's the, right. the dialogue the was fine. They, they delivered it pretty well. So yeah, you know. and, it, and they're only in the first seven minutes of this arc anyway, so it's yeah. not like they're mega big, uh, too big of a uh, of an impact. But uh, anyways, I mean, anyways, moving on. Uh, strangely enough, we have our main character is a reprisal, and also um, another character. Uh, we have Mavis and Zareph, who are also recurring, Mavis Vermillion, uh, who is our main character, and she is voiced by Leah Clark, and Zareph is voiced by Joel McDonald. Now, normally we save the main character for last, but because it's a reprisal, we're getting this out of the way. Uh, one thing, in case we haven't heard Leah's performance as Mavis, which I have not, so this is this is new to me. But Actually, um, I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At what, at what point do they show up in the main show? Um, it's a, about the, a long about, time. Yeah, the ten, around like one fifty. The, the, the island like. arc when they when they go to like the training island arc, Tenmu Island, I think it's called. Yeah, Tenmu. Uh, yep, Tenmu Island. Tenro Island. Tenro yeah. Island. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Now I haven't heard. We haven't. So Zeref has not shown up in Fairy Tale Zero yet, so I cannot judge Joel's performance. Yeah. As far as Leah goes, I think. She does a pretty good job as Mavis. You know, she's sort of got that wide-eyed sense of wonder about someone who's never left her hometown, and she's finally able to go out and take an adventure on her own, and she's she really makes Mavis adorable, possibly a <laughs> bit too much to where it gets kind of annoying. <laughs> that, that was the thought that was going through my mind that, that first episode was the, the being too adorable part. Because yeah. like, if you haven't seen it yet, which you, you probably will go see this after you've listened to this podcast, it is, and I swear to God, they were channeling Les Miserables for that first episode. <laughs> like, it is, they literally show Mavis as small child with rags yeah. being bossed around with a giant broom. Oh, <laughs> that's what you meant. Okay. Mm. I kid I kid you not. Like, and I understand why they did it because we have to establish this. We have to make a shift from having Natsu as our main character to Mavis being the main character in one episode. So the creator's like, we have got to make the audience relate to this character hardcore. We are going to pull the French move these, on these people. These tiny children with giant heads. <laughs> it was so huge, yes. Yeah. I thought it was chibi design, which it kind of is. Yeah. But chibi? No, like, it's not, the weird, like bobblehead design, that, man. The weird thing is, is that in yeah. fairy tale, kids have never been designed like that. So I don't know where that exactly. is coming yeah. from. So, yeah. it, Like I said... <laughs> It's so adorable. Oh, yeah. It bring it it brings to mind the Scottish father from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Huge, huge <laughs> noggin. Jeez. Comes in three sizes. We not so we and freaking huge. I almost spilled my water when you said that. <laughs> I mean, anyway, as far as like the voices are concerned, for for the first episode when they were younger, um, I mean they they sounded pretty much the way they were going to. I mean, it sounded like I was watching a Rugrats episode. So, well, I mean, no, 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 no. Well, no. yeah, yeah I'll, 
Leah as Mavis, I agree, pulled that off really well. No, no, no. And I'm glad that she did a good job as as her young form and as we'll talk later, the old the thirteen year old form. Yeah. 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 Now we'll get to Zero's performance later on when yeah. we get to that. But I think Mavis did a pretty good job as both the younger performance and her thirteen year old performance. But going back, Leah Clark obviously you've heard her in shows like uh, Absolute Duo. She was Arya in Arya the Scarlet Emma. She's in Assassination Classroom. Uh, she's the little brother from um, Blood, Black Blood Brothers. She is the shepherdess from Spice and Wolf. Mm-hmm. She's Sylvie uh, um, from Bacano. Uh, she is Mia Mia from Bamboo Blade. Um, she's Mayu from Noragami. She is Mayu from Noragami. Um, she's been a bunch... She's Mayu from Darker Than Black, in fact. I think she uh, was, she, she's and, got a, and she was Mayu from Death Parade. She's If there's a character named Mayu, yeah. obviously <laughs> Leah pro- probably she, plays her. And, she was yeah. Marin in Dragon Ball Z, I think. I think I remember reading that. So, uh, um, like she was the original dub, the, the original Funimation. No, dub? I think yeah. the redub or something. I don't know. Like they had to change the actress. Yeah, so. she was Marin. Uh, uh, yeah, she's been she's been in a lot of things. For she's been with um, Funimation a long time. She's Fuyuki Hirata from Sergeant Frog. She's the bitch from the- School Rumble. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of bitches in School <laughs> Rumble though. That's I was gonna the say, blonde I one. Oh yeah, Aerie. Hey, 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 hey. Aerie is best seen. Thank Aerie. you. That's, I could not remember the name for. The, I thought it was Aerie, but yeah. So basically, if if it's soft-spoken, wide-eyed, youthful blonde character, you can bet Leah's going to be voicing them. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, how speaking do we? Speaking of which, how we, yeah. Speaking, yeah. Uh, moving on now. Has anyone heard Zareph in the dub yet? Among the four of us, I yes. heard him in the trailer. <laughs> I, I haven't. All right. So, which one of us has? I have. You have, and so I can't really comment on Joel McDonald's performance because he hasn't shown up in Fairy Tale Zero yet. Um, as the person who has heard it, what is your thoughts on it? Well, uh, uh, let's see. What's the best way I could describe it for you? It's like uh, Minato and Sekirei when you first see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then when he... I saw, I wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me somebody actually watched Sekirei? <laughs> I, Are you saying that you haven't watched Sekirei? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just trying to put. I'm just trying Sean? to put terms of attitude. Like he, he's very soft-spoken, sad beginning, and then he's more like I don't know Tigra from Lord Marchman Fantasy when you see they are. Like just ah. this, yeah, like stoic, but he does have a bit of a menacing side to him. Like it, when you first see him, you, you're gonna feel bad for him a little bit, but then you learn not everything is what it seems. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. And, of course, Joel McDonald, we have heard him most recently in Lord Marchman and Vanadis. Um, we've heard him. He was He's in Assassination Classroom, as is everybody. Um, he was in main, <laughs> He was in Big Windup. He's the main character in the redub of Initial D. He's in, re, most recently, Divine Gate. Um, he's in the show that would not be named. That's all I'm going to say. You know well, there's a lot of shows that... You, no, 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 no. There's, and you know which one, I mean, the nickname you gave for him? I Jam Quatch. Oh, yeah. He's in that show. Yeah. I must have missed that. Crotch Wizards Academy. Oh, 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 okay. Right. Well, the yeah. show well, that would did. not be named for as long as I live. And so, anyways, we have we have uh, Joel's performance as Zeref, his reprisal to look forward to. Later on in the series, when Zeref makes his triumphant return. Anyways, that covers it for the reprisals. Uh, now let's go on to the new cast. 
Uh, starting. That must have been so confusing for people who haven't seen the show. Oh yeah. Uh, starting off with a minor character. Uh, don't get too attached to him because he gets offed in the first episode. But we have Zeesulf. Um Yes. I did not make any predictions for Zeesulf because I pretty much knew it was going to happen to him. Did anyone else have any predictions? I had two. Okay. Oh, come on. I can't be the only one that had predictions. I, I didn't know, even know I this character tell. existed until this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to credit to you, Lack, for being the guy who comes onto the Twitter chat a couple hours ago and says, wait, the dub's up on Funimation right now? That's no, right. no, what I was like was, wait, does Funimation not have the dub up there? Because I was like, I, I was like, wait, they've got to have it on there. They talked about having the simulcast, and the show's out now, right? Lack, uh, the, yeah, the no. way you're supposed to do it is you're supposed to watch the first few episodes subtitled, then say who you would want or who you would predict will be playing the part in the dub, then oh. you watch the dub. That's how dub talk works. Oh. But this is not a normal dub talk. It's not a normal Hits dub talk. For. This is a training wheels dub talk. Think of it. This no. is a... Th I didn't even do that for Divine Gate. So I guess that kind of explains that. So... Mm -hmm. Lack, 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 we need to take you out for drinks after yeah. this. Yeah. But anyways, no, I back to Z-Self. Who did you predict? Yeah. All right, who wants to go first for Z-Self? I did not make a prediction. Uh... You want to go first, Noah? I'll go, I'll go ahead for that. I actually jumped back and forth on a couple of, of the names because uh, for those who haven't watched the show yet, Z-Self is, he's an asshole. Yeah. I, was, I wrote down my notes. I was, I was trying to make up many descriptions for people. He's an asshole. He's a, a big master asshole who uh, has a gruff uncle voice, I guess. And I guessed, based on that, that he would be voiced by John Swayze. Mm. Uh, because he reminded me, uh, the tone of the Japanese reminded me a lot of the uh, sensei character from Summer Wars, the the uh, grandpa who teaches to fight karate on a Nintendo pad. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, and, yeah, and like Hardy said, I wouldn't get too attached to this guy because um, he unfortunately, because uh, asshole characters do not live very long in Shonen series. But, yeah, that was who I thought was going to voice They them. don't live very long unless they're Aizen. I think John Swayze uh, was already brain too. Yeah. 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 He was. Yeah. I. I, I was under the. I wasn't even guessing about like who was already in Fairy Tale. Yeah. I was just saying. Like, yeah. And that's why making. That's why making predictions for this episode, this show in particular, is so hard because everybody is already in Fairy Tale. Like if you right. work for Funimation and it's some people who don't usually work for Funimation, everyone's already in it, and that's why. Well, that's a, that's why making pred that's predictions a, is so hard. That's actually true, and uh, actually, that's um, why, as you'll see, you guys will see soon, a lot of these cast members are kind of newcomers who probably weren't in Fairy Tale yet, yeah. but they are now. Nope. Yeah, I feel you there. So, who, partially the reason why Michael you get? was guest is Sting. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jamal, who did you have for Zizel? Uh, Well, piggybacking off of Noah's description, I, too, went with people who haven't been in fairy tale and i thought to myself he is an asshole who who else better than a fuck you man detective <laughs> ah, fuck a fuck you detective man himself kent williams <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i stopped paying attention for a minute and then i came back and i was like what is he talking about <laughs> uh, yeah, from death parade 
Oh, I okay. Have, like, right. When did Fairy Tail turn Here's into a heads up, show? I have a second prediction though. Mm-hmm. Same same thing, but uh Mark is stimic, man, because it, <laughs> it, here's the thing. An alcoholic Harrison Ford, what could get more abusive than that? I mean, come on. He's like, hey, you think I don't know how to fly a plane? Give me those, give me those shoes. <laughs> you don't like, give me your hey, shoes, you little girl. I mean, I mean, well, let, let, let's remember, let's remember uh, alcohol is not Harrison Ford's drug of choice. So. Well, yeah, <laughs> but no, like, just the way he's portrayed, it sounds like... It could be an alcoholic yeah. acid for it. Are you done sweeping the floors? Give me your <laughs> shoes, little girl. Are you learning magic? <laughs> I, I hope... He stole shoes from a little girl. I hope, this guy's an asshole. I hope to God Marcus doesn't hear this like, I do not talk like that, seriously. <laughs> but, uh... So, it's, it's unfortunate that both of us were wrong, wrong, wrong. Yes. And, uh, the voice actor for Zeesulf is actually someone I have never heard before. His name is Mark Thickert. Who? Yeah. Yeah. He, hmm. Yeah, in the Wikipedia article, there is no Wikipedia article on this guy. There's a lot of Wikipedia article on a lot of these new Go guys, on ANN. That's what yeah. I did. Yes. ANN is you your friend. You don't have friend. to spell it out. You don't have to spell it out. I can spell Ann. Anyways, he has only been in a handful of, uh, of projects. He's an older guy, but he uh, this is fairly new to voice acting. Um... This is his entire uh, resume: is a certain magical, uh, no, a certain scientific railgun, fairy tale, fairy tale zero, guilty crown, the heroic legend of Arslan, uh, high school DxD new, which is season two, uh, Ninja Slayer, uh, One Piece, One Piece film Z, Sankarea, Sergeant Frog, Shakugan no Shana season three, Tenchi Muyo War on Geminarm, Toriko, yeah. and Ultimate Otaku Teacher, okay. and. Um, and honestly, he Zisulf is in the show so little, we really can't judge his performance that much. He might he might be I, the type of uh, he might yeah. be the type of Funimation actor who just comes in every once in a while. So yeah, it's odd that the Japanese gave him a, a lower, gruffer, very you know a very not nice kind of voice, but the way that it's portrayed in the English, it's he's kind of higher pitch. I know like, he's up to. I, I, the mid range. I, I try not to like. I try to be as positive as possible with like dub actors, but like his voice really just didn't feel like it fit. No, like, it did not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it was weird for the character. Yeah, like I, I understand if they were going for that goofier tone because his character design kind of calls for a lower, older sounding voice, and that's not what the English gave to him. They, they gave it to him like he was. He has a low voice. For a guy who sucked some helium down. <laughs> and so, and or, or someone gave a him a wedgie Marlboros. before the show started. <laughs> Get out of here! So, yeah, so, yeah. it may be a good thing that he's actually not going to be in the rest of the yeah. show because it, it didn't really fit for for the character design. I, I mean, you never know. They might redo that for the full release, but... Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. I, no, yeah, I no. agree that... For something that small, it's not going to chafe enough assholes to make him change probably. it. And so, uh, no, nothing against Mark Fickard, but I don't think this is probably the best role. But it's 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 fine because Zisulf is di- dead in the first episode, anyways. Yeah, he gets offed. Yeah. So I mean, that's pro- yeah. Yeah. Off to better and greener pastures. Uh, are we ready to move on? Or yes. Anyone have any? Okay, yeah. move. Wait, 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 wait. We, you gotta do it right. Every time that you say we're moving on, you've got to say. And then? and then, and then, and then, 
No and then. No, we gotta get we gotta get Lack to say it every time. <laughs> well, I, I'm surprised Katie's not here, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Lack, li li just patch in audio of Katie saying, and yeah, then. Exactly. Every time. Wait. Uh, anyways. Anyways, moving on to uh, let's see the first of the three adventurers. Uh, let's start with uh, Warred. Now, Warred is the big, bulky man with a weird-looking face and a giant afro. Um, the face isn't really weird. The head is like, it looks like a, what do they call those round round cylinder pegs? Well, his, okay. head, his, his head looks like a celery stalk. No, a broccoli. <laughs> okay, I, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys know this, but he's in the other fairy tale series. Yeah, they well, they reference at the bottom that this is a character who will go on to become the fourth most powerful right, wizard. No. But I didn't know if that meant he was yeah, in the show. Yeah, we met him. We met him right before the uh, the arc that uh, just happened. Like I forget the name of what they're called, oh. but the the one with uh, the one with with like end and stuff like that, and all the it's like but, it's like the big one with Gray's uh, dad and all that stuff. So but we, he had he, he didn't have a voice actor in English just yet. Oh, so. they haven't gotten to that in the dub yet. I don't think so. No. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the dub is. Here's the thing. Uh, the dub is actually for fairy, fairy tale proper is actually like 40 episodes behind Fairy Tale Zero. There's a gap in there that's pretty okay. noticeable. So yeah, we but haven't Funim heard. Funimation was basically like, well, it's technically a new series. So. Yeah, that's and that's why it's such a good jumping on point. Yeah, uh, you don't have to go and marathon everything before it. Right. Anyways, we hadn't heard. Excuse me, we hadn't heard Ward in English yet, meaning he was probably one of the easier ones to make predictions for. Um, so, who did we predict for Ward? Okay. I had one and only one. I had one, and I got mine right. Uh, did you have anything, Noah? I had one, and I got half the name right. Uh, what about? Did you have anyone predicted lack, or did you? Um, I didn't have anyone predicted, but let me see if if I were to make a prediction, because I actually had seen Ward before in the Japanese. So, mm -hmm. uh, if I were to make a prediction, I don't know. Uh, it would be cool if they could get like Michael McConaughey out to mm -hmm. Texas for it. <laughs> I mean, I I, I I can understand like big time, but he's they're running out of actors. So, I mean, like, that's, that's what's so great about these broadcast dubs is that they, they have run out of actors, so they recruited a lot of new talent, yeah. too. Some of that new talent is actually worth listening to. Uh, there's, yeah, need some work. Yeah. Yeah, again, we'll yeah. get to that. But anyways, okay. so, yeah, I predicted for this voice because he, he's got a raspier voice, and I was thinking someone who could potentially pull off uh, tough but cool. Of course, you got to go with the one and only Chris Sabin. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was thinking, like, not quite garter belt levels, but mm, still, like, the part that got me was he's he's showing them how to fire a right. gun. The only issue is Chris Sabat is already voicing a character. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, voicing a main character. Elfman. Elfman. He's yeah. voicing Elfman, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, if this if Fairytale Zero had been the beginning of Fairytale and the Fairytale dub, yeah, he probably would have been worried. So, well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It's never stopped... Chris Sabat from doing multiple roles in a Shonen show before. Anyways. Yeah, but that was I the mean, 90s. <laughs> yeah, and his voice is, you know, it's not like it used to be. You know, I mean, he still got the yeah. glove, but it's not like it used to be. You gotta think about longevity yeah. voice. Like, right. I mean, because... Well, uh, and Ward, so far, Ward hasn't been as prevalent in the show as the other three mains, I guess, in the Zero R. He's so been more prevalent than Precht. Yeah. 
I mean, because Preck hasn't shown up until fourth episode, so. Right. Uh, yeah, but. But, but Preck was an episode. He was, but he doesn't do and anything. part of episode. He says that the orb is not there anymore. That's literally it. Yeah. <laughs> He's exposition man. Anyways, but, Jamal, who did you predict for, uh, for Ward? Uh, not a name you hear often, but uh, Justin Cook. Because the best thing I can remember is, like, oh, yeah. Donar from Aquarion Evil and What's-His-Face from Aquarion. I, I don't know, I just figured to myself, his voice could definitely work for Ward. I forgot why, but, yeah. See, I actually did my research for Ward. I researched actors who specifically had not played major roles same, in the dub of Fairy Tale. Same yet. here, when we get to you, you'll see why. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I chose Chris George. And it turns out that was correct. Hmm. Um, I was so close. Chris George. Actually, no, because the Chris's are spelled differently. Yeah. Yeah. Chris George is mainly a guy who's behind the, uh, the, the booth. He does a lot of ADR engineering. Most recently, he started directing. He was assistant ADR director for Absolute Duo. Uh, and, uh, and most recently, he actually fully directed... Uh, the dub for Snow White with the red hair. And if you can recall that episode, we had nothing but good things to say about that dub. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, which was a great dub. Um, as far as performances, he's been in Appleseed 13. Um, he was in... He, he was Joseph in Dime Dollar, meaning he was the one penguin with the giant <clears throat> front tail. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. God. He was, yeah, he was the Mandingo of Penguins. <laughs> he was, pe- he was, pe- he was <laughs> The Penguin's like, somebody find me a white woman now. Watch that rest of the show. <laughs> Pendingo. <laughs> hey, where the white women at? Where the white women at? <laughs> hey, boys. Yeah, he, he's been mainly small roles, um, uh, some named roles. He was Ugo in Jormungand, the big guy who drove. Uh, he was Fikor, what kind of a name is Fikor, and Shakuka no Shana. Uh, he's mainly been in the background, but he has this big, deep, husky voice. And, um, and that's yeah, why yeah. I picked him for Ward, because, uh, for one thing, he hadn't been in fairy tale, or, or a major character in fairy tale before. And also his voice was big and deep, and I think it would have been a great choice for Ward. So that's why I picked him. And I think, for the most part, where we've had, when we hear Ward speak, I think he does a really good job. Yeah, no, I actually really, really liked his voice. Like, I think it fits the character really well. So The idea is that among the three adventurers, they need to contrast each other's voices. And yeah, to have Warhead have the voice that Chris gives him pulls it off well. He's not really called on to do much more than be the tough guy so far, but if it fits the bill, we are not going to complain. Yes, (laughs) right. Again, I don't know what... what, uh, I haven't watched past episode three of the simulcast for Fairytale Zero, so... I don't know. Maybe he turns into a gremlin vampire seeker succubus. I nope. don't know. But for now, he's no, doing a good job. That. He doesn't turn into that. Yeah, so. we haven't even seen... Now, we need to mention, we haven't seen any of the characters perform any magic at all. Which, going three yeah. episodes into Fairy Tale, that's saying something. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's actually like, a hey, really hey, now, interesting... Now. Wait, 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 wait. Well, somewhat sort of magic. Uh, well, episode yeah, the first two. episode, but yeah. I mean, we don't know what their spell bases are. We don't know what their individual elements are going to be. I was referring I, to episode two with the Judgment Circle. 
Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, judging yeah. by the intro, yeah, but... apparently Ward's magic is is tree-based, like plant life-based. Yeah, yeah, no, he becomes a tree. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's like R Romeo X Juliet all over again. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's no! a little different. No! It's a little different. It's a little different. God damn the ending! <laughs> The rest of the show is but yeah, no, I, guess, I have not seen I that guess, show, and I don't mind you spoiling it for me. So I guess Yuri was using you, you can stop magic. at episode twenty-three. So yeah, I guess it does. Jamal, no, no, no. it's Romeo and Juliet. You can kind of guess how it's gonna end. Yeah, I'm just wondering <laughs> what the tree came in though. Like, yeah, you'll you'll yeah. find out. But no, the, there is magic in episode two, and that is the magic of not being able to blink. Yeah, <laughs> that takes some goddamn magic. Where, yeah. She, she had anyways. the power of kawaii anime girl eyes at her disposal. That's why <laughs> right. voices her. She's kawaii. Well, yeah. yeah. And I actually watched that that, that yeah. episode a second time. I watched it first subtitled and then watched it in the dub. She does blink, so she's a goddamn liar. Oh, no. <laughs> I paid attention this time, and yeah, at the very beginning, she blinks a few times. I guess it was just a slip-up in the animation, but... No, 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 no. She said that she did not blink until they started the round. That practice round uh, at the beginning doesn't count. Oh, okay. All right. If you say so. Anyways, Jamal, what did you think of Rory's voice? It's pretty decent. I have not heard them enough to make a complete judgment yet. Mm -hmm. okay. it's, not, it's not even technically a spoiler to say he becomes a tree. Because... <laughs> It, because that's how we see him yeah. in regular fairy tale. He's he's become like a a, a living tree. So you you forget yeah. some of us yeah, haven't watched up to regular fairy tale as far as you have. I know, but you're watching fairy well, tale zero. So I mean, yeah, yeah zero, zero. As in, it starts before one. But you're no one except for us weirdos. No one is going to be watching. That's going to be starting from this arc. Unless they've been following it from the beginning up to this Possibly, point. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, honestly, actually, Fairy Tale Zero is not a bad place to start if you want to get into the series. But you know, it's a confusing place yeah. to start. But yeah. It kind of makes assumptions that you already know things like what a guild is, that this is a world of magic, yeah. and what time period we're in. Anyways. So gen then? yeah, general consensus is Chris George's ward. It does a really good job. Fits mm -hmm. the character well. He has the right amount of stoic yeah. for a guy who has the power of plants. No. No. Well, moving on. And then... <laughs> uh, we have Precht Gaybolg. Uh, Wait, what's the, la what's the name? <laughs> Say that again? <laughs> I, mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think I that? said that right. Is it Gabolg? I don't know what it is. No, no, you said it right the first time. Precht Gaybolg. Oh my! <laughs> I really hope I really hope Lilacs put Could in jokes in this episode, man. Yeah, yeah, put in a big, you know, a George Takei Sulu picture. Oh my! Wait, I've got a I've got a gif, Lilac. I'll send this to you. I've got a gif of that George Takei. Oh my! But they animated it to a cartoon <laughs> lion. <laughs> wow, it's beautiful. I gotta Anyways, show it to you later. Anyways, gay bog. Um, spoilers turns into a bad guy in the series proper, but. When Prince is, you'll see. Uh, here's the interesting it's actually thing. really early in the series, but yeah, interesting thing about Precht is that he too already has an established voice actor in the first series, right. um, which which is why I 
predicted uh, who they would who would they would go with. Who before we get into that, who else had predictions for Brecht? One. I had a prediction, not knowing that he was already in the main. Same. Uh, what about what about you, Lack? Did you have anyone? Uh, I actually can't even remember what his actual voice actor is. That's uh, what's so funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't have any predictions. So. Uh, and like you, like you said, he doesn't do a whole lot in these first three yeah. episodes, so it's not like we have. He was the, probably the least important person for us right. to think about. But we're still going to talk about right. it anyway. Noah, who did you predict? I was going through again. I had Summer Wars on the brain for some reason because that—that's a show by Funimation that I think has the the highest count of old people characters in it. So I was like, which of the old relative characters could voice this? You know, low—not not really lower voice, but just kind of older sounding character. And I thought of um, uh, Barry Yandel, who in that movie he was uh, the doctor who uh, the doctor relative who was smoking mm-hmm. all the time. And I don't know what he's done besides that, but it, it was the, the timber and the obviously older sounding pitch that I thought, yeah, he'll do. Okay. What about you, Jamal? Who did you have? Uh, I had Jason Liebrecht because I was going off of Prince of Stride and Noragami. Mm-hmm. I figured, I yeah, he, he does have, he can do that gruff enough voice where, you know, what, where, not what, practice, usually silent, but mysterious. So I figured mm-hmm. it could work easy. Yeah. I don't know if he's so much mysterious as just no, he's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. hey, expect the unexpected, man. Like, you kind of spoiled for me. Yeah. Well, I, uh, no, there's a difference between being quiet and mysterious. Like, um, uh, like, like, uh, well, basically any character that Jack Dayton is playing. And then there's, <laughs> and then there's just not doing anything, which is basically what Precht is doing so yeah, far. He's just chilling, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's just, he's like, how did I get in this and show? And who better to Jason, you know? Yeah, right. Well, what, you know, what got my prediction is this uh, character turns into another character later and becomes older. And that character is voiced by John Swayze. Oh, shit. That's yeah. right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And so I figured John Wait, Swayze. Wait, the newest brain. I don't know. Uh, oh, I'll have to double check that. I forgot so. his name, but I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah, and yeah. so that's that's why where my prediction came from. I thought John could both do both the older version and come back and voice the younger version as well. Um, I unfortunately they did not do that. Um, the new voice actor for Precht Gabolg is David Trosco. Uh, Trosco, you have more than likely heard him recently in Seraph at the End, uh, Vampire Reign. He is also in Dime a Dollar. He's been in a lot of stuff, but he has only just recently started doing more main character roles. He's been on a lot of background roles. He was uh, uh, other shows that he's been in. He goes back to the Burst Angel days. He's been around with Funimation for a long time. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I'll always remember Burst Angel by the the volume I got in the blind box that said "Great show at a great yeah. price." <laughs> I remember. I remember Burst Angel by how annoying Maria sounded. Oh my god. Yeah, but he was in Burst Angel. He was in uh, Dragon R Academy recently. He was in Galaxy Railways. Wow, that goes back. Hmm. Um, Guilty Crown. Um, School Rumble. Was, yeah, School Rumble. Legend of Legendary Heroes. Uh, Sankarea. 
and it goes all the way back to Suzuka. And so who is he in Ibadori. school? Yeah. Oh, that guy? <laughs> wow, that's a really different yeah. character. So Trosco goes back a ways. He's been around for a long time. So how do we feel from the little we've heard of him as Precht? Uh, how do we feel about his performance? Again, I'll hold off until I hear more. So, yeah. Um, um, uh, like I said before, the the point of having the three characters sound different is the key thing. Of the three adventures, the key thing. And he doesn't sound like Warad, and he doesn't sound like Yuri. So, meh, he's fine. Black yeah, no, I mean he he sounds got. good. He sounds the right like age tone for the character. So that's that's pretty much I think what he should sound like. Yeah, my opinion. Yeah, Maybe my opinion is that I don't think we can make much of a judgment from what we've heard of him as Precht. However, if his performance is anything like it was as Gurren, then I'm all for it because I went into Seraph of the End. The first season I hated. Second season got me hooked. And if he's as good as Gurren, as as Precht as he is as Gurren in that show, then sign me up because that because he, he is horribly underrated. Wait, 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 wait! I'm, so, I'm sorry. You, you are you telling me that after a certain point you actually started to like Seraph of the Ender? Yes. Of the Ender. Of the Ender. Seraph of the Bender. The vampire. The vampire. The gay vampire show. Yeah. <laughs> The gay vampire show that that Megan's always put. Yeah. That's... No. Who are you and what have you done with season my Season two, man. <laughs> my heart. Yeah. No. Season two. Why did you stick it around that It was on Double long? Talk. I have to watch it. No, no. See, th okay, Funimation, this is what's wrong with your customers. They feel like they have to watch something. You have robbed them of their individuality, and that is just un-American. Give me back I my thought hearty. season one was garbage straight up. Season two, I was hooked from the first episode, and by the end of season two, I said something I never th ever thought I would ever say. I want a season three of Sa of Sarah at the End. I'm gonna start playing Taps now. No, no, no. Have, have you watched it? It has a, a it has a sniper rifle that fires fucking tigers. Hey, you forgot Crowbow, man. A crowbow and sniper rifle, dude. You cannot deny the awesomeness of the crowbow and the Snyder rifle. Okay, well, I look. I wish. I, I'm okay. Um, tell you what. Why don't we get back to a show that's actually good? <laughs> okay. So yeah, we the going back on topic. Jury's still out on Dave Trosco as Precht because Precht really hasn't talked very much yet. But I mean, if it's anything like what we've heard from him before, it'll be fine. So I have nothing but good hopes for it. Um, moving on. Anyone else have anything to say? No? Okay. No. And then we're going to our um, the third adventure, probably the uh, main character among the three of them, Yuri Dreyer, yes. or whatever however his name is pronounced. Dreyer. Dreyer. Just yeah, your, he is just the your, ancestor of Makarov and Loxus. And, uh, his father, actually. I think so. He? I think it is. Is it Makarov's father, Lack? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what said yeah. in the, descript the description at the beginning. Because uh, when, when the characters show up at the end of episode one, there's a little uh, cliff note to the bottom that uh, explains their relation to the current fairy yeah. tale season. And, um, yeah, Yuri is uh, Makarov's father when he was a teenager. And, um, 
and we get to see him now uh, when he's just a young buck, kind of a uh, kind of a smart ass, and uh, and yeah, and so interestingly with me, I'll get back to my prediction later. But I actually got this one right, but it was my secondary prediction. Uh, did anyone else have any predictions? Uh, I have five, but I'll pretty much go last because I got an interesting story for this actually. Okay, I'll uh, you go last. Uh, what about you, Noah? I, I, I stuck to one on this one, and it's weird. Um, the Japanese voice, and this is probably an indication I've been watching a lot of Japanese shows recently, is that that uh, the way he speaks in the Japanese, it, it sounded so similar. Like, it sounded like, um, uh, forgive me, I'm missing names, but like the painter in Barakamon, he sounds like, like uh, basically a lot of the same characters who are like in their early 20s, get really shrill, have the same character, body, voice, whatever to them. So... So when I try to guess who could possibly voice that in English, it all came back to everyone's favorite man, ah, Jerry Jewell. I see. Mm. Yes, and um, that would have been... Uh, I would have loved yeah. to have seen that. Uh, ju- just to, ma- again, match the timber of the Japanese... Not match the timber, but just match the, the speech dialect and the character mm. design. Jerry's my redhead. I think Jerry, redhead. again, is already in the show. as Yeah, he's, he's Leon Vashia. He's Leon, yeah. Right, yeah, and that's that's another issue. Again, everybody's already in fairy tale, so making predictions about this show is really, really hard. Um, uh, Black, yeah. did you have any predictions at all, or who who you would have as it, a prediction? It would have been kind of cool if they'd had Patrick Seitz voice him, just because and, Patrick oh, is... And uh, that's what I was... Exactly, yeah. that is where my prediction came in. That's my primary prediction. Really? My, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my secondary prediction I actually got right, but yeah, that was my primary prediction was that because the Japanese actor uh, voices both Loxus and Yuri. Oh, that's cool! I didn't even know that when I said that. Yeah, that's what I noticed is that the same actor voices both of them, and that's why initially I predicted Patrick Seitz, but then I thought, you know, Yuri's a bit younger, a lot younger than Loxus is. He's not as bulky. He's not as Mm -hmm. big, and so I'll have a secondary prediction, and that's why I said my secondary, and I actually turned out to be right. Uh, Jamal, you had five of them, so tell me your story. Well, I'll save the story for after you, Vio, but I have five predictions, one default, and one you're not going to see coming. Okay. Uh, Se- All right, here we go. Seth Magill. Okay. Dallas Reed. Justin Briner. Now, the one default? Yeah. Vic Mignogna. <laughs> really? Vic yeah. has yet to be in Fairy Tale. Yeah, I, actually, I know, cool. right? Honestly, you know, actually, I'm kind of with you, Jamal. I was, I had my pen in hand, and I was about to write Vic on my paper, and I thought, no, that, it can't be t- that obvious twice yeah. because of the fact that he was also in show by Rock, yeah. the obvious character. So I, I did not go with there. But I, you know what? I would unsurprised if he It might as well theory. have been Vic, considering the voice they actually gave him. Thank oh. you, thank you. Not to mention the character design is almost a dead ringer for Edward yeah. from FNF. Oh, I didn't think of that. But it's, it's really funny. I, as far as I know, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, Vic has yet to be in Fairy Tale. I like, checked. Really he has weird. yet to be in Fairy Tale. Yeah. And uh, the one you're not going to see strange. coming out. I, I would expect him to at least Especially a Todd Habercorn <laughs> star <Yeah>. role. <laughs> Yeah, he'll show no. up eventually, I'm sure. Like he'll be the the big baddie Maybe when they Tyler finally Walker end the show. Maybe Tyler really just not like Vic Mignogna. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, Jamal, who is the one that who is your out of the out of the park uh, out off the wall prediction? Uh, Chad James. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I feel I, bad, but who the hell is that? Yeah. I, he. Who? Uh. He, <laughs> guess who? He's boom. Lack. He is Boomstick from Death Battle. Oh. Because. Because, yeah, oh, yeah, he's okay, yeah, no, that makes Chad sense. Chad from Screw okay. Attack, yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, oh, oh, okay, now I remember. Yes. Because here's yeah, the thing, no, like... I get it, like, like, they're taking people from Rooster Teeth and, you know, stuff like that. Okay, I get what he's going yeah. for. Because they're literally because, running out of voice because, actors. Because Yuri has a bit of a brash but adventurous personality, and pretty much all of them have, except for Seth, I don't know about him, but... Well, yeah, that's an interesting... Yeah, we are probably going to see more of Chad in the future, even though it's just... Vampire 15A, you will live forever on in our hearts. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, uh, like I said, I got a story for this after the review. So, okay. Um, I mean, yeah, but who, if Michael Jones can be Sting, then yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, who actually is voicing Yuri Dreyer, and who was my second choice is Clifford Chapin. Yeah, Clifford has yeah. Li Clifford's been in a lot recently. Um, Obviously, he was—he's in Assassination Classroom, just as everybody is. Uh, he, he's in the new uh, Black Butler Book of Murder OVA. He's in Certain Magical Index Defrag. Um, he was gangsta. He was crazy voiced kid in Gangsta, who I honestly do not know how he produced that voice. Yeah. Um, he was the douchebag, one of the douchebags in Lord's, Lord Marksman and Vanities. Yeah. Uh, He's in Prince of Stride recently. He's Shingo in Prison School. He's a uh, uh, fuck you, Fuji Senpai in uh, Noagami. He is, and probably one of the uh, more famous roles, the one that always makes Megan cry. He's Hideyoshi in Tokyo Ghoul, and uh, and yeah, Clifford has been in a lot of a lot of roles recently. Mm -hmm. uh, still pretty new, but I mean, he's getting his uh, he's getting his wet his feet wet. I don't... Uh, how do we feel about his performance as Yuri? Well, uh, this kind of goes back to the sound mixing. I mean, he's all right, but at times it's, he can be a bit too brash, but I think that might be the sound mixer, as Lack pointed out. I don't know if it's... I, uh, yeah, no, it's as far as I'm concerned, like, it, it, at first it was kind of a, uh, a hard pill to swallow because, I don't know, his, his voice can be very abrasive at first, but then, like, he kind of calmed down and it was like, okay, this is fine, this works. Well, that's good uh, you know. for you. See, I yeah. don't think it, it. I don't think it was the sound mixing portion of it. If it was, then I wouldn't have a problem with his delivery. The problem is that, and again, I'm, I'm have to compare it to the Japanese, but I know we have different archetypes here in English. But the way that Clifford pulls him off, he's kind of a douchebag, and, and not in a <laughs> not in a fun way. Like he, he comes off as, I, I, I I'm sorry, I'm not black enough to say this, but he p comes off with way more swagger than he can actually back up. Yeah, right. You, 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 <laughs> are you saying he's a is he a swagger jacker? I will, <laughs> I will fly over to Memphis and I will. <clears throat> anyways, swagger jacker. Okay, okay but, so but yeah, uh, the the main uh, testament to the character of Yuri for us, anyways, is the whole the game that he plays in uh, episode two in the library, where it's it it kind of plays out like a. Death Note chapter, where the two of them are in a battle of wits over who is going to win this game, about who tells uh, the truth about the other person, and it's just dialogue going back and forth. There's very little action going on, and to do that, you need a character whose voice, whose delivery is both confident, but just a little bit cocky. You got the cocky part, but not really in a likable way. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, 
it's funny because I thought about putting Cliff in this role, but I didn't because, and again, this goes back to all my predictions because I picked, I tried to go for like who wasn't in Fairy Tale. I remember hearing Cliff, and I know not, some of you haven't seen the uh, few later arcs yet. He was uh, one of the soldiers in the Grand Magic Games arc. And I hear him talking alongside a giant young Bosch, and the surprising part I find out, and I should have realized this, he voices a named character named Bando and A.G. Uh, A.G. is the guy riding Banjo, Banjo, a dolphin. This guy is mounting a dolphin. <laughs> Talk about bestiality for God's sakes. Well, that, that's... There's some, you know, dolphin riding in, in fairy tales. Yeah, that's well. why I laughed. That's why I laughed when you mentioned dolphins in the chat. Well, that <laughs> and another reason. <laughs> yes. Everything's better when the dolphin sucks it. But, uh. <laughs> Yo, man, Mavis was stroking that dolphin's fin. I was like, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> sexual. <laughs> She's 13, dude. She's 13. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know who else is 13? Yoko from Gurren Lagan. Shut up! <laughs> 14. And that's only the first half. You you leave my mouse pad out of this, man. Yeah, my man. wrist has never been more comfortable between those pillows. Yeah. But uh, wait, wait. Anyways, no, I, I I find it interesting that you guys would say that because I think in going back to how the Japanese uh, use the same seiyu to voice both Loxus and Yuri. I think Clifford is kind of trying to do his own sort of semi Patrick Seitz voice. And if and you listen to your, if you listen to Yuri's delivery and you listen to Patrick's deliver uh Loxus's delivery, it's a different tone of voice, but the delivery is very similar. They both have that very cocky, um, kind of a douchebaggy attitude among them. And and that's why I think I, I I do think Clifford isn't really capable of sounding like Patrick because he doesn't have the voice of hot buttered sex. But, uh, <laughs> he know? does not have the voice of Dio. <laughs> the voice of Dio. Hey, not everyone can be Patrick was Maximus, man. Dio, you know. Yes. <laughs> you thought it was a wizard, but it was I, Dio. Yeah. You guys yeah, really but, make uh, me want to watch JoJo's every episode. I swear. You to need to. Yeah. You really do. But yeah, that's that's the impression I got of it. it was, he was sort of like a Patrick Light, and uh, that's so, the best and, way you yeah. can describe it, honestly. Patrick Light, really? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No. Everyone's least favorite beer. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, like you Besides said, Budweiser. Oh yeah, or, uh, or you know, Blue Moon, because that stuff is ugh. Blue yeah. Moon. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I I think it uh, it has promise. We just have to listen to. Yuri in more of his emotional points, yeah, where, he's gonna, where he's not as much of a douchebag. He is going to have yeah. to become a lot less punchable, especially considering you know Mavis's Mavis and Zira's condition, which we'll get we'll learn more about later. Not really spoiling much, although it's pretty obvious if you pay attention in the first episode. But anyways. Um, moving on to Zira, uh, because we've already covered Mavis. Zira is Mavis's best friend. Um, adopted sister, kind of character. Adopted sister, kind of, sort of. Like I said, if this and, is the Les Miserables comparison, it could not get any closer by having, oh, by the way, we have a partial sister who treats you like crap when you were young. Mm -hmm. Archetype. Right. 
And uh, but now she, they're closest friends. But there's a deep, dark secret. Dun dun dun. But anyways, uh, without spoiling too terribly much, um, who did we have predictions for Zero? I had three. Okay. What about you, Noah? I had one. That was. I had, I had two actually, and mine are completely, mine were completely off the wall. Because <laughs> I just. Now, for, before just, we go into this, can I just ask, did anyone get this right? No. No. Okay, good. I, I was going to feel lonely there. And like we said here, these are all voices for these new characters who most of them haven't done a lot in front of the microphone. Right. Yeah, and brand new actors. Um, anyways, Lack, did you have anybody? Did you? Who would you count? Who would you predict if in a normal uh, situation? Has Felicia and Jelly uh, played? Yes. Yes. Yes, she has. Okay. Well, I yeah no. It's like the problem is is that there's so many Funimation people who have already done Fairy Tale that at this point yeah like all you could say is uh, probably a no name. So yeah. you know. Well, 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 here's here's where my predictions actually came in. I figured if they're going to be because the plan is after the Zero Art finishes, they're going to start dubbing Fairy Tale proper, okay. like as an actual broadcast dub for real. They're just going to keep it keep it going. Huh. And and there are a lot of actors, namely the two main roles who do not live in Texas. And so I figured they were going to have to do some recording in LA as well. And huh. that, so maybe some California actors will get in on Fairy Tale. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, uh, one already California, has, so at yeah, least. well, a couple actually have. You know, Patrick Sykes, and especially and with like the, the and Lauren Lando, yeah, which Yuki Nagato dub only used California actors because Funimation well, actually tried to have the original cast. So, yeah, yeah, and that they're not that was a union dub. Yes, they're, that was union. They're they're not gonna hold union actors for one of their long running shonen series like this. Well, that's but, true. But yeah, no, I figured that they were going to be doing some recording at L.A. Actually, my first prediction was a Dallas actress. Um, one actress who has not yet had a major role in Fairy Tale. Actually, you know what? Come back to me, because mine are completely off the wall. Oh, Hanoa, okay. who did you have? Okay. All right, my, I, I don't know all the people who are in Fairy Tale, I guess, because, good God, is there anyone left? But I, Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I predicted... Uh, based on someone who I thought could pull off kind of bratty, but still likable as both a young girl and then as a teenager, Monica Rial. Oh, yeah. there's your first mistake. Yeah, she's been in Fairy Tale yeah. since the beginning. She's mirror changed. She's been kind of in charge of, like, the script. So. I know. Okay, okay, fine. So, uh, all you otaku people out there, you may take away my otaku card because I don't know all of the voice actresses for one of the longer running shonen series. Don't worry, Noah, that's why I'm here. Yeah. That is like help, help me, Jamal. Help me, man. She she, she plays best girl, dude. She plays Mira Jane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was in the first thirteen episodes that you watched. I don't I'm sorry, I don't remember. I actually that I watched I'm it sorry. at a point where I wasn't it, it's following Monica voice Rial, how could you not remember. Because I wasn't following voice actors or actresses back then. And for a, when I first watched Sergeant Frog back in 2010, I thought he was voiced by Vic Mignogna. Nah. <laughs> Actually, that's fair. Because for a minute, because I wasn't really following voice actors back then too, and I thought Todd, I, and I thought Natsu was played by Vic because I really didn't know <laughs> voice actors. Okay. That much. 
There we go. Yeah. Fine. So I'm yeah. taking my Yotaku card back. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Jamal, who did you predict? Uh, piggybacking off of Noah's description, I too thought who could play the right type of character, so... What do you mean you'll be right back? Uh, I picked Sarah Wiedenhef as my first prediction. Okay, yeah, a, no, a new actress who really hasn't been in much. I don't know if she's been in Fairy Tale yet. Or no, not. she hasn't. She I, hasn't. I, I checked, she has not. The next work is I pretty much did not want to get caught in my pants down. I went with Morgan Berry. Okay. And the last one was Megan Shipman because of another episode to be named later. Yeah. I uh, I kind of went off the wall with mine. Uh, my first one was a Dallas actress. And mainly because I d haven't heard her voice a character like Zira before. I actually went with... Well, now I forgot her name. Uh, um... Alexis. No, it's not Alexis. No. Voice of Vishamon. Um, Elizabeth Maxwell. Elizabeth Maxwell. Yes. I I hate to break your heart, but she already played the character in Fairy Tale proper. She's Flair yeah. Corona in the Grand Magic Games arc. Yeah, and so I figured you know, she was probably already in there somewhere. Yeah. And that's when I decided, you know, if they're gonna be recording from L.A., why not bring? Why don't just go balls out? I actually, for my second prediction, I predicted Erica Mendez as Zira. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's kind of funny because I wouldn't be surprised if Christina V ends up in the dub at some point. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But you know, yeah. I've been listening. I've been listening to Erica Mendez and all the roles that she's been playing. Yeah. Every single one of them is different. She's freaking Nico. How does that work? How <laughs> I didn't even know it was voice acted black magic. It's well, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, we were all wrong. It turns out the actual actress is a newcomer named Jeannie Tirado. And I'm pronouncing that right because I asked her how to pronounce her name. It is Tirado. And so, this is yeah. her entire this is her entire resume, okay? Background roles in Attack on Titan Junior High, Dance with Devils, and Noragami Aragoto. Uh, she was Lamarack in Divine Gate, uh, Zira in Fairy Tale Zero. Yume in Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, and Hakua Shiodome in Showman Sample. That's it. Yeah, so she she's only been working for like new. the past year. Yeah. And, yeah. And boy, does this show it. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, uh, such much hatred are you. All right, well, okay, I, I was saving most of my discussion for this because um, in all of acting, the worst thing you can do when you're voice acting is make it sound like you're reading off of the paper. And that is unfortunately the impression that I got from her portrayal in both the young and the old, uh, the teenage version of her. Okay, now I have my issues with the child version of her, because yeah. she does this, this, you know, why are you doing this? Yeah, she, she does she, too much baby talk, and yes. you didn't need any baby talk. Now, to be fair, that probably that's part of the scripter, maybe more than her actual performance. Mm -hmm. Like, because they they did. I mean, you, you can't blame it all on the actress, but. Yes, whoever made that choice, that needed to go out of the window. I think that as Zira, she hasn't proven herself yet. I think she's good as Yume in Grimgar. But you're right, she is still very new. She is, um, she does not have a lot of mileage under her just yet. 
which may never has to be a defier for being good at what you're doing. I mean, look at Steve Bloom. He had no voice acting work beforehand, and then he went on to be freaking awesome. But I think we can all agree that when it comes to what we need for Zira, and by the way, can I just say it's confusing to have a show called Fairy Tales Zero and have one of the characters be named Zira? I uh, think you wanna, that's intentional. You want to make yeah. it worse? There's already a character in Fairy Tale called Zero. So. <laughs> and okay, okay. So, her portrayal in the show is that she at first starts out as being the spoiled character who kind of softens up a bit more and like is more of a I'm not gonna say an emo character, but more more of a a, sh a shut-in character because of what happened to her father. Mm -hmm. The portrayal that we got that I got off of her in the English from Jeannie, is, I'm sorry, is it Gina or Jeannie? Jeannie, Jeannie. Jeannie, okay. Is yeah. that she, she's emoting properly, but the delivery comes off as n not the kind of person who's been through that kind of hardship before. Like, Do you think it's too, like it's too slight, would you say? It's, like it doesn't have enough power behind it? You mean like volume? Like yeah. projection? Yeah. I don't even think, no, that's main... No, because it doesn't require her to scream it out, but it does require her to sound like she is believable. I, I know it's a cliche to say, but it doesn't sound believable as a 13-year-old who lost her father and all these years has been coping with that loss. There might be a reason for that. Um, again, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, Zira's... Zira has some secrets. Let's just leave it at that. Um, what did you think about the performance, Jamal? Mm, I thought it was decent. I mean, it did have bit tones of Lord Bailey and stuff, so that's pretty much like what I was thinking of. Especially when you hear the Japanese. And I, I can see though it's point. This is like some sound like she's dealing with something, but I mean they've been on the freak night in seven long years. I thought it was decent, but like I said, I'll wait till I hear more. Okay. Yeah, I think we can all agree that we we are exceptionally hard to please, especially when it comes to Funimation. So uh, having a performer that is obviously trying, but is not reaching up to the levels of believability is just kind of hard for us to not say anything about. Right. Again, you know, Genie is still very, very new. Uh, Lack, what did you think about the performance? Um, I mean, I thought it was fine. Uh, I didn't really see a problem with it, honestly. Uh, like, I, I, I guess, yeah. Her her kid voice was a little too much to like. Was a little was a little too hard. Trying way too hard to like be, like sound like a little girl. But I don't know. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, if she's just starting out, it's no big deal. It's funny, the, the little kid voices, it's not only childish, but it's also really snotty because they changed it in the English from her addressing Mavis as Mavis to the orphan. Oh. Uh, oh. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I didn't miss that in the Japanese, but at least in the Japanese that she addressed Mavis by her name, not so much in the English. Anyways, general consensus of the dub of Fairy Tale Zero, after only three episodes... Um, what do we all think? It's decent. Yeah, could, yeah. could use a bit of polish, but yeah, it's decent. Yeah. Would we all say that it's just like business as usual for Fairy Tale? Yeah, as, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, as, compared to more serious shows, I'm using air quotes here, it's not reaching up to there, but I don't think it is trying to, and it really doesn't have to be either. It's supposed to be fun, goofy, popcorn-munching material, and it pulls that off. Yeah, and I, this I, one's a little lighter than the than normal fairy tales, so I guess... Yeah, having, it's less flat. Yeah, having less intense performances is okay. And like we yeah. said, the, the core of the performances so far is that big game that happens in episode two between Mavis and Yuri, and yeah. it, it was engaging enough in the English that I can recommend. If, if you're stuck on the fence about which one to go with, you can watch the English just fine. I may recommend the Japanese a bit more over the English, though. You see, as someone uh, uh. who's has watched the first 48 episodes, going back to Japanese fairy tale was really shocking for me. Like, I could not... I tried watching the Japanese. I'm like, it's it's too weird. I've got to watch it. Yeah, again. yeah. Because I watched. I when I started doing these predictions. I watched the sub, and uh, Mavis sounded kind of stilted. Like, even when she addresses Sarah, I was like, Sarah. I was like, the fuck. In Japanese. In Japanese, it it sounded a bit oh, stilted. It, I. Mm. No. Nah. I don't know if I can agree with that. It, it's an archetype. Like we've heard this voice before in Japanese. It's um. Maybe you have. I wish I had a word. Well, I wish I had a word to describe it. It's the um. It's very kawaii, and yet moe? very go. No, it's not even moe because moe is usually a passive character. This is ten muskamato from School Rumble levels. Of oh, oh wow! <laughs> Which is a good thing. The, the, that is totally a good thing. I know. I Tenma know. for the win. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, that about wraps us up here. If you would like to watch the broadcast dub of Fairy Tale Zero, or if you want to catch up to the any of the 214 plus movie of the original two Fairy Tale series, then you definitely can. You can watch those at Funimation.com. Uh, you have to have an all access pass subscription to watch it in English. Uh, you can watch the Japanese for free with ads. Uh, Right now, Funimation is offering not a 14-day, but a 30-day free trial to help promote their brand new Funimation Now program that's going on. And that's uh, coming to mobile too soon, isn't it? That's coming to mobile. They, it was going to happen in February. Uh, they pushed it back to March to get everything perfect. But, um, but yeah, uh, they're, they're currently offering a 30-day free trial. Uh, be warned that you do have to put your credit card information in to access the free trial, and at the end of that period, they will charge your card unless you cancel it. But let's be honest, you're just going to be so overwhelmed by all the anime, you're probably not going to cancel, and you're just gonna you're just gonna go with it. And I'm not saying the over nine thousand line. Oh shit, I just did. Um, <laughs> or you could just be like me and just use it for like watching Gangsta Blood Blockade Battlefront. <laughs> uh, Exactly. Why would you watch uh, Gangsta? No, Blood Blockade Battlefront. Yes. Uh, yeah. I love anyway, Gangsta. Shut up. Yeah. Well, I love the the part of Gangsta that actually ended. Oh wait, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I that wasn't that wasn't the writer's fault though. So, yeah. Gangsta just ran out of money. Yeah. Like, so how about that Gangsta ending? What, what ending? ending? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, oh, yeah. how anyway. about that Blood Blockade Battlefront ending? Oh, oh that they I'm finally actually, got. I'm actually very behind on Blood Blockade. I'm gonna watch it with my girlfriend. Dude, what? 
It's only 13 episodes. Yeah, I know, but I fell out of it watching other stuff. So Yeah. And you could do that with your Funimation All Access Pass. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to head on out. Uh, before we go, does anybody want to plug anything? Noah, go. Um, I, I'm, this time I don't have anything to plug right now because with everything going on in my life, which is more than any of you should ever have to go through, heaven forbid, I do not have any projects going on at the moment right now. Yeah. Hopefully by the next dub talk that I am in, which will be Pandora, actually. Look yes. forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Right. Hopefully I will have something more concrete going on in the world of the online productions. All right. Uh, and we can follow you at Twitter at... Oh, yes. However, if you would like to follow me for rantings about the Academy Awards failure to recognize quality animation, GIFs, and all other talk about the world of cartoons, you can follow me at Noah Clue on Twitter. All right. Uh, Jamstar, you go ahead, and uh, what, are you, what are your plans? What are you doing? Well, I'm hoping to stop a podcast, hopefully soon, uh, called Moonlight Madness. It's a pretty much a podcast all about Sailor Moon. All the anime and manga and merchandise going around. I'm hoping to get these couple of these knuckleheads on it, but they don't want to. So, <laughs> all right. So where can people where can people hook up with you at? Where can they see what you're doing? <laughs> on on uh, Grinder? No. Uh, no. 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 I'm, I'm sorry, man. Well, I just met you tonight, much. and I'm already like t- I'm already like taking the piss on you. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you are. You can pretty much find me on a. On my personal YouTube channel, Jamstar1. You can find me on Twitter, Jamstar529. I do have a blog, but it's pretty much uh, on pause at the moment. And we can always hunt you down at the uh, the Twitch chat every Wednesday night. Yes, where I'm usually either bitching at you, Manga Man, who else? Lilac. Godswill. Yep. Megan. And this is why I stay away from the chat. <laughs> All right, and uh, and Lack, where can we find out what you guys are, what you're doing? What are you up to? Well, what I'm up to is I actually tonight just got cast as Jodoro Kujo in an upcoming Diamond is Unbreakable abridged series, which you oh should wow, be able, you should be able to find from uh, Wea Boss. Um, I he said it's probably going to be ready in June, so I'll probably be recording for that soon. Also, what I am doing is. I am in the process of recording for Warwick in a gangsta bridge that I am in that I helped write with uh, Lykachi, which you should be able to find her on Twitter at, at uh, that other Titan. Um, and besides that, the usual stuff, uh, Team Brotherhood, which does uh, Fullman Alchemist Brotherhood Abridged. Um, yeah, and if you need to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Lack the Watcher, L-A-C the Watcher. And um, also Facebook. I have a Facebook page, uh, Liam AC, where I keep everybody up to date on my strive to become a professional voice actor and, you know, writer and director and all that sort of stuff. So there you go. Very cool. And, of course, you can always find me at Twitter. I don't have any blogs or videos or anything. I just, uh, it's at Spaceman Hardy. I just uh, post a lot of goat pictures. and I, uh, Yeah, I fangirl over Final Fantasy VII all the time. Yeah, you do. And, and I rage, rant over Aniplex, and sometimes I drink too much, and and things get crazy. And, and currently, you piss, I'm go- you piss off cat girls, and I piss off cat girls. Yes, and uh, Actually, you're Hardy. I'm sorry, you're reminding me. I have one thing to plug, if possible. Sure. Everyone, go out and buy Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood right now before the license ends at the end of the month. I, that is I got, right. I got both of them, so I'm good. 
So, like, yes. you know. the, the movies, the OVA series, all of it. Grab that while you can. I, because when I, I, might, I might next payday. Yeah, because once yeah. it is gone, it is gone. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Discotech, uh, if you guys, like, you know, if you aren't doing anything, you know. <laughs> no, no, Antiplex won't let them have it. Uh, damn it. Well, yeah, Antiplex, no, Antiplex once they let something go out of print, if they don't feel like bringing it back, it ain't coming back. Yeah. Well, just, that's the problem. Is they, no, it will be back. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood will be back for ten times the amount. Ten dollars yeah. an episode. Yeah. Yes. Oh, damn. So, yep. One, one day they'll lose Amazon. their power. One day they'll lose their power and Gurren Lagan will go back to, like, Funimation or something. So, it was Bandai before. Was, well, Bandai's gone. So it's it's either gonna be Funimation or Discotech at this point. You probably um, should not have mentioned Bandai because I know somebody that really loves Nichijo, and if he hears Bandai, <laughs> he will go off like a mofo. Now, yeah. now to be fair, to be fair, Nichijo is legendary as the greatest series that never made any money in Japan. So I don't know if it would have been any more successful if they actually licensed over here. No, try well, not so much. No, Nichijo actually had a lot more money put into it and mm-hmm. made a whole lot less. Yeah. Anyways, before we get off track, um, it's time to say goodbye. Uh, on behalf of Noah Clue, Jam- Jamstar, and Lack, I'm Spaceman Hardy, and tune in next time. Keep it manly. Aloha. Otaku, my friends. Oh, oh, so